0: We're speaking about the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. We spoke about the first level of what we call the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, and that is that the way a person acts brings causes quite shemay. like we saw, and therefore and then like we saw, that that makes the Kiddush Hashem. It makes a Kiddush Hashem in the sense That people respect uh, The ma'ila of Torah Or the ma'ila of someone who is Evad Hashem That's a Kiddush Hashem that a person can make Without any specific challenge It's it's the way that a person uh, Acts and the way a person acts to Other people is a regular So to speak, day to day activity But it can create a Kiddush Hashem if a person acts The right way Then what we're going to talk about today is the second level of Kiddush Hashem. So I'm just maybe get to Hanukkah. And that is, when it comes to the amount, a person has to show that they're prepared to put in efforts or even a serious nefesh in order to do a mitzvah. So it's not the Kiddush Hashem which comes from the Benarim la of a person who learns Torah tell a come and know him myself. That doesn't take effort That just takes The way a person acts to other people In a way which is Which is causes people to respect Someone who who's learns the Torah Someone who keeps the mitzvahs The second step we're going to talk about Is the, when people see how much effort A person is prepared to put into something So that's the second level of Kiddush Hashem Because it's showing for us How important something is It's not just agave It's not just because it's easy for us It's not just because It's we gain something from it No, we, we prepare We show how important something is By the amount of persons ready to sacrifice for it The amount of persons prepared to spend on it That's also uh, an illustration of COVID show how important to this And that's why there's a second an aspect of Even though it applies to Not necessarily for a person to up their life But in any mitzvah or anything a person does the amount of importance a person shows that he attaches to what he's doing also creates cover It shows importance and therefore the person shows how important something is so that's that's another example of how a person can become this mitzvah so for example a person is willing to forego whatever benefit is going to be whatever profit is going to make not to do an isser so then that's seen as a killer Shashem that the Torah or the Halakha is so important to this person That they're willing to turn down a major profit A major opportunity, a major investment Whatever it is, because it's against the Halakha So wow, I see how much a person respects the Halakha Whether it was going to be to keep Shabbos Or not to go over in ribis Or not to be dishonest, whatever the case might be When people are confronted with that opportunity To make money Or by being over it So the person who shows that I'm not going to be over The person who shows that I'm going to Keep falakha even at the cost of whatever sacrifice it's going to be, whatever I'm going to lose out, so I swear to speak, for doing that. So, then, besides for the mitzvah that they're doing, there's a kiddush hashem here too. There's a kiddush hashem here too because the person's showing how important the mitzvahs are to him. And if it applies to the amount the person's prepared to spend on not being over a mitzvah's lot, I say, then the to an extent applies the amount the person's prepared to spend in order to do a mitzvah's lot, say. That also shows a kiddush hashem. I mean, uh, again, for us, maybe it's something we're used to, but for a person that's just on the outside, a person that's uh, not a wealthy person necessarily, and uh, when it comes to expenses for themselves, so they're not looking for the top of the line, the most expensive, the most uh, uh, you know, the, the, the advanced or whatever set of furniture or home appliance, whatever it is, but they, on the other hand, they're prepared to look for savings or second hand or whatever it's going to be. When it comes to buying it to fit in, the, the most I so what you prepare to spend double on the tfil that you spent on your on your oven on your refrigerator on your dining room suite What? that's that important it's just a, a religious object yeah if it's that important to be, I'm prepared to spend much more money on a muhudar pair of tfil in than I would on a set of couches so then again for the person that sees that creates a certain killishasha. a person that creates, creates a certain kizashashah because it shows for them how much you value something a, story, a personal story, which is, I learned this lesson from. was in, in Shabbos. The was learning about the or the lack of hetzer using the country's electric grid on Shabbos. There's always been an issue. So years back, before we had a Ram- generator had a part a Ramah so if you don't want to use electricity on Shabbos, what are you going to do? So at the time, the only option was to use batteries. So you have to get uh, this whole machine which can convert electric current into battery power to buy enough batteries to store power and then you have a system which converts it back again and Shabbos using power from batteries. Who makes batteries like that? Uh, Who who needs that amount of power? You 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 normally just have electricity, uh, normal electricity, why do you need it? So what they use it for is the person that wants to make, let's say, they want to put on a concert in the desert. So they need to power the speakers, they need to power the lights. It's in the the side of somewhere 100 miles away from the nearest electric outlet. So what do you do? So that's what these batteries for They have ba- these t- banks of batteries You store them you, move, you drive them to the desert And you have, uh, you have power And so many people I don't know Who live in nomads I don't know where these people are Where these way outs uh, Things that they do in the middle of nowhere That they don't have power So you use these batteries They you have to store, the, store power on the batteries And move the batteries around Anyway, these batteries are extremely heavy So the guy who came to deliver them He looked like a, like a heavyweight boxer Expecting was a one by one and he, said, he said to me, he said, he said uh, why do you need batteries in your Like you have normal power in your Shalim. So I said to him, but on uh, uh, Shabbos it's a problem to use the power. So I need batteries so uh, I can work from house to work on Shabbos. So he looks at me with his big eyes and he says, But you know, you know how much these things cost? I said, Yes. Uh, so he says, You mean you're prepared to spend more on Shabbos and you can buy, with that money you could have bought yourself a new car? So I said you're right, which I was more important. Uh, he was completely speechless, and then he said, "He said I don't know who no, you are, and you might still I Salute you. Uh, someone's purchasing more in Shabbos than a car. And his man, that was like the ultimate. But for someone like that, it's a cre- that creates a kiddush Hashem. You show how important the mitzvah is to me. That yes, I had the choice between buying a new car or buying something to my Had Shabbos. Now, the MS is the one such in Islam in a mission, putting us here, and I'd never money for it either way around. At the bar of the money, as you know, so in fact, Chasvus will pay me back. But no, no, no one's guaranteeing that you spend money on cars, you're getting the money back again. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's not the point. The, the idea is that when a person sees how much a person is prepared to go to in order to keep a mitzvah, it creates a kiddush Hashem too. It creates a kiddush Hashem too because that gives Chasvus to the mitzvahs. That gives Chasvus to the mitzvahs. Ramban's famous. He tells the story that one time there was a certain Chasna. Was there for the chuppah. and then some guest at the chasna would look at his victims and say, Well, see, they disappeared. The, the so, okay. And then, my man, he sees him. So he says, Yeah, I was coming to look you out to the chuppah uh, and I couldn't find you anywhere. So he said, no, right. I went back to Yeshiva to the marriage." So he said, But they had a minion here too. So he said, I don't want in Yeshiva. So I said, What, you drove the whole way back to Yeshiva just to marry with Yeshiva and come back to the chasna again? He was so impressed. So you uh, became a major supporter of the mirror. Now that wasn't the intention or nothing we had, but again, when a person sees as meirich, how much a person is prepared to put into doing a mitzvah, whether it's at the cost of money, at the cost of their own time, at the cost of the difficulty or the effort they're prepared to put into it, that creates a decision. It creates a kedusha because it gives an erech, it gives a value for a mitzvah. When you see how much a person's prepared to do for a mitzvah, or not to be overnerved, then wow, there are people who see that. By them, it impresses them how important a mitzvah is. How important the mitzvah is. I saw that, that, that I see how much a person's prepared to what length the person is going to go to, to do a mitzvah. Then, that, that gives me a new hierarchy for the mitzvah. Same question. Sort of the same question we asked last week, but like, people don't look at it this way. So I'm going to say the same thing again. It's right is right. If I don't understand it, okay. So I don't appreciate it. But even even if they don't appreciate what what did you do that for? But at least it, sh- it makes the thing. A person was prepared to work so hard just to do something. Like, uh, maybe from my my world view, I don't see that. I can't see why in the world it's so important to somebody. right? Just like from my point of view, when a person would travel the whole way to around the world to watch a football match, like, what's wrong with him? You're right. But uh, it's, it's not making a kid a shashem, but it shows the amount of effort people put putting something. So if I'm trying to show that the same thing, I'm prepared to put in effort to do something right, we okay? might not, not shared the same... Worlds, belief. you might not share the same value system But you see how much a person's prepared to do with that things is important Okay, so that's, uh, uh, that's uh, the The second level of Kiddush Hashem The second level of Kiddush Hashem is The way we make every mitzvah uh, The way we make every mitzvah And the the, the amount we pre- show We prepare to put into doing a mitzvah plaque. Now, what I want to talk about for a little bit here Because Is, is we all know, we'll talk about next time in, with more spells Hashem, is that the third level of Kiddush Hashem is if a person's prepared to give up his life. Uh, then it's also Dinah uh, Vinik Tashni Israel, and a person's willing to give up his life not to deliver Really, the third level is just an intensification of this level, which means to what lengths is a person prepared to go not to do the wrong thing? Uh, to the extreme al he's going to die for it and when it's necessary that's also a level of because Hashem is just taking it to the, next, to the next to the high level I call it a separate I like to talk about it a separate level because that's a, a, it doesn't present itself to us today so commonly the opportunity to be mostly nefesh in this physical sense of give up one's life for a mitzvah but the idea of just show how much effort I'm putting into a mitzvah or how much money I'm putting into a mitzvah how much I'm willing to work to do a mitzvah that we have today as well that we can achieve today as well That's a Halakha Lema'is in Kiddush Hashem Or how we can Hashem Shemayim like that Now What I want to talk about was, Is let's talk about the Neish Hanukkah Let's talk about the Neish Hanukkah But let's talk more importantly About what drove the Neish Hanukkah And we know What began the process of the nest Was when the refused to When they refused to Accept the decrees of Antiochus whatever those decrees were a few different what was actually the starting point of the revolution if you look in different places it looks like different things in one place the says what the starting point was because there was a decree that Yavani made that uh, every colour who got married uh, first had to visit the Hegmon the local uh, officer of, of the Greek trips and uh, in that particular place was out the story of a of a colour called Yehudis who told her, told her brothers you know it's, uh, I wanted, I wanted, I want you to kill me before the khufa. So I to kill you before the khufa. said, so, well, you're going to be subject to one Averis, one of a different Averis. And it woke them up to the fact that uh, we have to stand up for this. We can't just let uh, Averis like this happen. And it uh, takes this first step further that when she went to visit this Roman officer, she killed the officer. But then she needed the backup of her family to, you know, to start a fight with the guards, to protect her, whatever it would be. That was the starting point of the rebellion. One chazal. Another khazal, it was that Nicanor. The, the governor of Yeshuaim wanted the Yechon uh, Khan to bring a Chazir on the Mizbech, and instead of that, he stabbed Nikola and killed him on the spot. And that was the starting point of the rebellion. And the other one or two options also, where did it actually start from? But what we see, and this is an interesting point, and that is, however, the Hanukkah story began, it didn't start as an organized rebellion. There was never like an underground movement to, to overthrow Yavon, and we're going to prepare like a a guerrilla warfare or we're going to make some kind of these fighting cells which are going to destroy Yavin it didn't begin like that and it didn't begin as a war against Yavin either it began wherever, we, wherever Chazal we want to go with as a certain breaking point where the Jews involved decided we're not going to give in we're not going to be forced to do an avaria we're, we're going to fight and what it stood up for standing for one mitzvah snowballed and then we made it became we're going to stand for another mitzvah we're not going to tell us what to do about this we're not going to listen to them with there whatever the point was and of course the Greeks didn't accept that They came to force to try and enforce their rules So they led to war But the, 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 it's, it's often portrayed uh, as you know, The Jewish independence movement that we, we went, we were uh, so we, uh, Aries was overtaken by the Syrian Greeks And we stood up for our independence And we went to fight for our freedom mm-hmm. That wasn't the point And that's not how Hanukkah worked It didn't start up as an independence movement And they weren't trying to fight Greece To overtake Greece They stood up for the Mitzvahs and uh, When they were forced to break whatever mitzvah it was, so they resisted. Now, al what do they think was going to happen? So, if you look in Chazal, on the Pasuk, uh, it talks about uh, uh, the Makas, of the base Pasuk, and that Chazal say that they were mostly in their fish al lamus. They were prepared to die. They were prepared to die. They, weren't, they didn't think that necessarily that Hashem was going to do the Nisim. he did, and they were actually going to survive. They decided that we're not prepared to be over a various. We're, we're going to stand up for it. For the Torah. We're going to stand up for the right thing. And uh, with being, intending to be most Nefesh Intending to be most Nefesh Chazal already said that a person who does something expecting a nice to happen, is, is not, a nice isn't going to happen. we can't do things expecting this to happen. But it was not that, that uh, the, the B'nai chashmonai went to war expecting Hashem to do for them. When Hashem expects when someone does something expecting an ace, and then paschas and ace won't happen. And uh, we always bring a ra'y for this is the story of Avram and Urkastim. We know that Avram vino was having the choice of accepting Emrat as a god and get thrown into the fire. Get thrown into the fire, and an ace happened. Then Avram came out of the fire alive, That's and uh, then uh, the asked uh, Avram's brother Haran. And you know, what do you hold? And he said, Well, so Avram survived, I'll survive too. So he said, I accept the God of Avram, and the threw him into fire, and he got burnt to ash. Now, why? So Chazal say this point, because Avram was Shemaim. No one had ever survived being thrown into a fire before, and Avram expected to die from it. Hashem did a and nice he saved him. Whereas Har- Haran, having just seen what happened to Avram, saw that you can get saved from the fire, so he, got, he expected to get thrown into the fire in order to be saved. And that's okay, so it didn't work now what's understanding what's understanding what's the use of it? and the principle is like this and that is we understand that as a rule Hakadosh Baruch doesn't like to do Nisim that's not the way he runs the world and he definitely doesn't uh, look to change the way he runs the world by doing in which are a clear a clear proof of Hakadosh Baruch Hu running things in contradiction to the way the world normally runs the world's meant to run like a nace like that, uh, Hashem died, did by Mitzrayim, by Matan But then uh, the proof is there. Hashem showed us he can do nisim, nice and and in order and to look to do nisim nice like that and, uh, and more frequently, Hashem doesn't look to do nisim nice like that. Like we know, like we know. So why would Hashem do a nice like that? Why would Hashem do a nace which is so clearly a miraculous, so clearly against the tavern And uh, one of the, one of the principles is. And you say it like this, and that is, when a person does something to show that I'm not prepared, that even though uh, I'll be if you want, normally the, uh, the, what a person would do in a situation is one thing, but I'm not prepared to do that. Why? Because to keep the Torah, I'm going to go against the Tavor. I'm going to do something which doesn't make sense, I'll be tava, because I can't, I can't disobey the Torah. I can't disobey the Torah. Then if a person is prepared to break what a person would normally do In order to be protect the barrier So Hashem is going to respond to Meda And Hashem is going to do something he wouldn't, wouldn't normally do to protect that person And that's the Ahog of a Neis which, uh, which comes about because A person was willing Because it's triggered by what the person did first And that is, the person has to show that I'm prepared To stand up for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Even in a way which is not People wouldn't expect me to do that even in a way which api that wouldn't be the logical thing people would do ok so then if a person acts like that then akhosh brokho is going to react the same way I'm going to protect you also in a way which be teva wouldn't happen but the starting point has to be and that is I'm willing to do something which is, would, would seem to people to be something which api doesn't make sense because I'm prepared to, because I'm being shamed of the terror because I'm listening to Asha and therefore in a case like that, when to stand up against oven made no sense. You're a few people. You're going to stand up against the world empire. You're not even armed. So what, what do you think is going to happen? But the answer to that was, Messiris Nefesh. The answer was mysterious Nefesh. And the mysterious Nefesh was, the, the, the terrorist says we can't bring a Khazr on his The terrorist says that our is awesome. The terrorist says whatever it says, we have to give Brismillah. I'll do it. It's not logical, but I'm prepared to, I'm, I'm showing resilience, I'm showing how much I respect the terrorists. That I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And that causes a reaction in Shemaim, and that is that Hashem acts the same way. There's no way in the world that you want, you'll want you survive this, but make such a mahalikh. Akash will make such a because it's a. Just like we were, we were prepared to work, work in a way. Which wasn't alpiteva wasn't a logical thing a person would do because we don't have the option of breaking the Torah. So Hashem will do the same thing. I'll tell you a line which I heard as someone who heard it from the it was written someone who heard it from the Chavitz Now to say I understand it, I don't know. You can try and understand it, but the Chavitz Chaim said it. to said he was someone who could say such a thing. So. We just put into context that we just had this principle and told the Chavitz Chaim said We know that Chavitz Chaim lived uh, through the time, he was a godlord at the time of the Russian Revolution. We know that, uh, that of the First World War when Russia dissolved the monarchy and eventually the communists took over. So the Chavitz Chaim was the godlord at the time. He saw it happen. And he saw the Russian new communist regime turn increasingly anti Jewish and try to destroy and suppress any form of Yiddish God. He saw that too. We you know that the Chovitz Chaim was the one who eventually uh, decided to put the person in charge of the Jewish section of the Communist Party, it was called the Evsektia. He was a Jew himself, his name was Ian Trotsky. Eventually, the Chovitz Chaim, even though this wasn't characteristic for him, put him in Cherem, it was in Hashem in front of his And we know that after Trotsky got kicked out of the party and assassinated. But he did enough damage before that, that he destroyed Yiddishkeit in Russia, and people ran for their lives. The communists uh, weren't kind people Anybody broke anything Of their rules They used to just either kill them or Siberia. So of course all the Jews at the time Did their best to get out of Russia uh, Including The Nevaradok yeshiva network Nevaradok as you know they started off in Russia And uh, the a number of yeshivas where they built Their shits of Against all opposition we're going to serve Hashem And even if they at us, no, We don't care we're going, to, we're going to do the right thing That was the shits of Nevaradok and the altar of the Varuk when the Communists started, and he got, a, he, got he paid people to smuggle as many of his brachim as they could out of out of, the, out of Russia over the border into Poland. So it brought down. Someone someone heard the Chavetz Chaim said that the altar made a mistake. He said, had they stayed in Russia stood of the Communists, the communists, would have, the communists would have collapsed. Now to say such a thing, you need the Chavetz Chaim to such thing. To make a decision like that, you need the Chavetz Chaim. But what's the side? What's the Yishtay? These were the Makabim. These were people who had the resilience To do something To stand up to a regime Who's coming to destroy Torah Exactly what the Greeks were trying to do And they sent special police To start to make sure people were keeping mitzvah Exactly what the Greeks did We're the Makabim? We're the ones who are going to show We don't care We're going to stand up We're not going to bend And the Gavitz If they would have done that commons would have crashed Because like the Greeks because if a person shows a serious nefesh to the extent that I'm prepared to stand up for something even if it's not uh, even if it's not the normal thing people would do then that's going to trigger some response in Shemaim now again I wouldn't say such a thing I'm, I'm quoting what I saw written Chaim, but but uh, but but the Yisoyed Davar is what you see by uh, Hanukkah the Yisoyed Shibudov is what you see by Hanukkah no, the Hashemunahim didn't go into war expecting to win they didn't stand up for mitzvahs expecting that they're going to get miracles it won't work because if a person is expecting a miracle, it means they're not showing how important the Torah is to them. They're showing that I'm prepared to take a chance that Hashem is going to save me. If a person is prepared to show that the Torah is so important, that even I could, even if it's going to mean that they're going to kill me, I'm not going to give in. That, then that triggers a response in Shemaim. That triggers a response in Shemaim, which even Shlalei Pidarachateva, is going to protect the person. That's a chelik in Kiddush Hashem. And that is that a person shows How much a mitzah is important to him How much a mitzvah is important to him It doesn't make a difference what I'm going to lose for doing the mitzvah I'm not going to give up Now, the halachic darim for this A person isn't allowed to always be most nefesh And then himself get killed for everything Of course, we do not There rules when, when the halakhic is If a person to do something or not But the principle And that is that being uh, that By showing how much How much importance do you give to a mitzvah That applies in any level Whatever level a person shows how important the mitzvah is to me That becomes something which is a kid of A person shows covert, A person shows erech, for something This he writes a number of times He writes that halakhah is When it comes to avoiding a mitzvah slayta, say, A person is to give all his money That's halacha. And that is if it's a shy love uh, To be over a love, And what, what will it take not to be over the love? A person has to give all his money so it's To kill himself he doesn't have to do The Torah says You don't have to kill yourself But money Everything a person has you Not to be over I say What does that mean? What does that mean? So Gavit Khan's first example of this In Hiratis In Shemur Siddhartha Is A person has a job I mean that's how you're talking about A case where they weren't easy to It wasn't easy to find jobs It wasn't easy to find jobs The job meant the find That he doesn't have a pregnancy And but the problem he has is that people in the office are talking to <coughs> And he can't avoid them. He says, give up the job. You bring over a lab every time you listen to Lash Nahara. And what's how far you have to go to over an Israel to listen to Lash He Therefore, you quit the job. You can't, look, you can't work in a place where people talk Lash Oh, I do want to be How am I going to feed my family? How am I going to. That's how far you have to go to Shalom. It it's important to you. And something every other day I say. When it comes to the you know, not to be over a lab, a person should be Moisir Komu Moine, so that's the halacha. When it comes to Mr. I say, there's a limit if it's a shlish or how much of a shlish or whatever it's going to be, or fifth maybe. When it comes to the say, when the halacha is, a person should be Moisir Komu Moine, not to be over the say. So if a person is in that situation and they have to do that, besides for not being over the say, they've created a tremendous Kiddush Hashem. Because they've shown, look how important this mitzvah is to me. Look what lengths I'm going to go to keep the mitzvah. That creates an erich for the mitzvah. That creates a value in people's eyes. Look how far a person's prepared to go to keep a mitzvah. Look how far a person's prepared to go to keep a mitzvah. And that—that's that, that, the keyum of inikdashti b'seich yisrael. That the person who shows that level of respect, that level of importance to a mitzvah, so that adds to the way people see the chashivos, the chashivos of what a mitzvah is. That's the second level of Kiddush Hashem, Baaz Hashem. The third level, when a person is Mukhiv to dial Kiddush Hashem, that's uh, maybe the the high level of we'll talk about next week.